So today is Good Friday, right? But why do we call it good? We know what today is. Today is a day to commemorate Jesus Christ, who was crucified on the cross at Calvary. But why is it good? After all, man was brutally beaten. As Isaiah 52, 14 states, Just as many were astonished at you, so his visage was marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. And then he was put to death. I'm not here to bring you a dark message of fulfilled prophecies about a perfect man's death. I'm here to bring you a joyful message of prophecies fulfilled about a perfect man's death. Today is a day of celebration. During youth group last Friday, I've been speaking to the youth about Jesus, about who he was and that he was given to us to be our redeemer. He was given to us to bring us out of a state of sin and misery, and that state of sin and misery being eternal separation from God. I've been laying on their hearts a simple but powerful question, why? Why do you believe in Jesus? Why were you told growing up that Jesus Christ is important, that we should model our lives after him, that we should live for him? Or who is Jesus, and why do we want to seek this personal relationship with him? My hope has been to pique their curiosity and set them on the path to seek Jesus out for themselves. Why is this relevant, you ask? Well, after the message, I had one of the youth come up to me and ask me, well, what is so good about Good Friday? She was referring to the horrific death that Jesus faced. I couldn't help but smile and responded by saying, it's good because Jesus died for your sins to be your redeemer. She looks at me and she goes, oh, walks along her way. Today is good because this day, back in history, the scriptures were fulfilled. God's will was fulfilled. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 53. We're going to read verses 4 through 6. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we were healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, we have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. Jesus suffered, but he suffered for us. For his elect to have our sin covered by his blood. A debt that we can never even come close to repaying. We can never even think of the importance of that sacrifice that he's given to us. So let's now turn to Luke chapter 24. Let's look at, take a look at what Jesus said about himself. Luke 24, verses 44 through 47. Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. We rejoice on this Good Friday because in verses 46 through 47, 
it states, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and rise from the dead to the third day. And that repentance and remissions of sin should be preached in all his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. That is God's will. That is God's will fulfilled for us. But our rejoicing only starts there. We rejoice also because 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 21 through 24 says this. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his steps. Who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. Who was, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. righteously. Before Jesus' crucifixion, not too long before that, Jesus was hailed coming into Jerusalem. They praised him. They said, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, the King of Israel. Where were those who spoke about these things during his crucifixion? They were silent. Or even worse, they were the ones screaming to crucify him. Verse 24. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. By whose stripes you are healed. Again, by whose stripes you are healed. We take joy because we are healed by him, because he took our sins to die on the cross with him. This is God's love manifested to us. Now let's look at a passage in Romans, Romans chapter 5. We're going to be looking at verses 6 through 11. Starting in verse 6. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. Do we understand the implications of those verses? I would assume that each one of you would, would die for your families. You would die for your husbands, die for your, your wives, your children, of course. But have you ever thought about putting your life on the line for that homeless man standing on the corner with those, waving those signs in the air that has any number of saying, trying to get an emotional response from us. I work in a jail. I see this all the time. I know what they're up to. I think I know. I'm just a cynical correctional officer, after all. I hesitate to even try and see the truth in that. In those struggling individuals, and be willing to die for them. Continuing in verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love toward us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Not Christ died for us because we're good people. Because as the text states, it's easier to die for a righteous man or even a good man. But no one, but no, he died for us while we were still sinners. Verse 9. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if, when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his Son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now have received the reconciliation. Again, we have reconciliation through Christ, and we are to rejoice. We are called to rejoice so many times throughout the Bible. But what is this reconciliation through Christ spoken here in Romans? We're going to drop down to Romans chapter 10. 
We're going to look at verses 11 through 13. Verse 11, for the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's right there in the text, right? Believe on him and you will not be put to shame. Call upon him and you will be saved. Jesus Christ paid it all, and this is why we rejoice. This is why it is good Friday, because our Lord and Savior suffered and died that we don't have to. He took all of our sins, all of our past sins, all of our present sins, all of our sins in the future, and he took them to the cross to give us that chance, to give us that other chance to reign with him in heaven forever. I don't know about a lot of you guys, but I think eternity in heaven sounds great to me, especially over eternity suffering in hell. And of course, this is where Jesus' message to us during this time comes, the Great Commission. We are called to make disciples. We are called to go out and preach the word to everyone, not just those that we like, not just those that are easy, but to those inmates that come knocking to my door and they were the last person I wanted to see for the day and they asked me the most obvious question and I know that I'd be doing a disservice to God if I was just to walk away. Do I take the time and I sit with them and I share with them, not knowing what's going to happen because that's not my job also. My job is to share his word and share this gift that he has done regardless of what I think the outcome is going to be. This is why it's Good Friday. We are to have a relationship with Christ, called to spread his gospel message to others and share this amazing gift. What better way to start that relationship than by understanding and glorifying God for the amazing, irreplaceable, and selfless gift that he sent us? He sent us his son, Jesus.